Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Baby, so Hello, everybody. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Or welcome. welcome. Back. Yeah. Or if you're new here, hi. I mean, if you're new here, you should have listened to the other two, but you know what I mean. Um, this one's slightly different. It's our first podcast that we aren't together filming. I know. Miss you. I feel Miss quite you. lonely over here. We are trying to get used to doing it by Zoom, which is a whole minefield. We just got used yeah. to get doing it in person and now we're trying to do it over Zoom. But it has taken us a few hours to even get to this point, but we're here now. We FaceTimed at 12.30 and it is yeah. now almost five o'clock. So that's brilliant. That's right. We've recorded nothing. <laughs> nothing. This nothing. is the first thing. Sounds <laughs> really good. But it gets easier from here. I feel like it'll get easier for us and the episodes will get better, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I think they hopefully have started to like even already when I listen to the trailer I'm like oh my god we could have done so much yeah, better but so you learn we're, we're learning like, as we're going by now you guys should be getting to grips with things you're feeling a bit better about being at uni you're feeling a bit better about your life after school you're feeling a bit more in the swing of things however this could also be the time in your life where some of the not so nice things are starting to get on top of you while being at university while being in your early 20s you've got that new routine that new structure of life and yes you might have some of the good you might have made some friends you might be settling in but you also might have started to feel a bit rubbish yeah it's really easy for things to start to get on top of you if you don't give yourself enough time to just yeah. sort of recalibrate recoup recharge yeah so I put a poll on the Instagram yeah shall I read out Ellie what do you think you you tell me what you think oh god the poll says so the question was did you struggle more with mental well-being at university than you expected yes or no okay did I well I'm what do you think what do I think what percent I think what percent what percentage of people do you think said yes oh god up and being honest I think at least 70 percent 98 percent of you guys Are you joking? The <gasps> no 98 percent no oh my gosh I am joking 89 <laughs> sorry oh my god what's wrong with me <laughs> 89 I read it the wrong way around. 98%. <laughs> 89% of you guys said that you struggled more than you thought you would at university with mental well-being. That is sad though, isn't it? But it's just, I think it it's sad. the reality of being in your early 20s, being 18, 19, 20 in the world we live in now. Like, I think that is the reality. Yeah. And it it, it is, it actually hasn't shocked me, which I think is a shame. Like, I, I want to be shocked by that. I want everyone to be feeling happy as Larry. But this is why this episode is for you we're going to go into detail about 
mild anxiety and emetophobia at university. We're going to talk about body image. We're going to talk about how to get out of a bit of a rut when you get into university. And we're going to give you some advice. We're going to give you some places to go if you feel like your anxiety is worse than just mild anxiety. Uh, Give you some places to go if you also feel like you are possibly depressed but yes this episode is going to be a general sort of roundup of mental health at university and being in your early 20s so we hope you guys love it it's a bit more of a serious topic we decided to end it with our advice and good websites that we have found instead of doing funny stories no but we hope you enjoy and we hope that it can help just a quick disclaimer before we start this episode focuses on mental health topics including depression anxiety and body image if this isn't something that you think you're ready to hear right now then click off it don't listen skip it save save the podcast for next week as we hope it'll be a little bit more lighthearted than it will be today we are not qualified this is just our experiences if you're really struggling the university and nhs offers free services such as therapy and counseling and you can also skip to the end of this episode for more information on specific services yeah it is not a bad thing if you do have to ask for help always 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 reach out if you're struggling please we've also put some links in the bottom of this podcast to any of the services that we do talk about. I think one massive thing which I think people deal with and experience in their early 20s is difficulties around body image. Body image is how we think and feel about ourselves physically and how we believe others see us. Body image issues can be things like comparing how you look with friends or people you follow on social media, struggling to love and accept your body, feeling as though your body shape is not represented in the media, hiding your body because you feel ashamed by it, struggling to find clothes for your body, particularly if you have a physical disability feeling misunderstood about your body when people make assumptions about things like why you might need a wheelchair, feeling like you're not attractive enough and birthmarks, surgery scars or acne affecting how you feel about how you look. The amount of people that will, that can relate to at least one of those things, especially in their 20s, is probably most people listening. I think another thing as well with how being in your 20s and being at uni affects this is sort of cooking for yourself, looking after yourself. It's it's difficult. You might not be used to cooking for yourself. You might not gravitate towards healthy meals if you're feeling anxious. You might binge. You might just want things that you know you like. So you might just make a big bowl of pasta and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you might not really gravitate towards things which actually your body wants and the nutrients your body needs difficulty around cooking for yourself and learning to fend for yourself in that way can also negatively impact your body image because for a lot of people you're suddenly now exposed to the different nutrition calories and it's a lot of things that maybe people have never really considered when they're eating their dinner before very more aware of it when you're making your own meals no exactly and I definitely think that's heightened by living with other people and seeing how they eat and how much they eat and what they eat and I think if you're someone who's used to eating I don't know bigger like me like I I'm a big foodie I'm like five foot eight and a half I love my food I could eat all day every day I definitely found it hard going to university and me just 
going in the kitchen and cooking my like normal sized meal and then being around people who eat a lot less than you and that can be quite triggering that can then yeah make I think it feel... leads to comparisons yeah it when does. there doesn't need to be any but it's hard no. to make your brain not do that which again can really negatively impact your body image because we go back to like the first thing you said comparing how you look with your friends or people who follow on social media every single individual on this planet needs a different amount of food needs different kinds mm-hmm. of food like ev- like we are all so different like you just have to eat what you want to eat until you are full you don't eat less and just be hungry the whole day because your body needs food yeah i think you have to remember that if every single person on this planet ate the same thing yeah the same three meals every single day and did the same amount of exercise yeah we would all still look completely different no exactly no one's bodies are built the same and you need to just be you just need to think about you you need to satisfy yourself you need to eat till you are full you to eat what you want what you know and love and you just need to stick with that you should not compare it's just a key thing because I do think going to university and cooking for yourself and being exposed to other people like that for the first time it can trigger sort of negative body image thoughts but you just need to like remind yourself that you know you need what you need and that is different to what I don't know John needs to the left of you Jim yeah Jim Jim from episode one don't force yourself to be blimmin hungry please being hungry is horrible you know like enjoy yourself if you look after yourself you will feel better about yourself you won't be so susceptible to feeling so anxious and things like that like Mm -hmm. take care of yourself treat yourself with that love that care you know like you deserve and don't compare to other people because you need different love and care than someone else does exactly and your body will repay you like yeah it will repay you give your body the nutrients it needs the love it needs the food it wants Mm -hmm. the food it needs but also i feel like body image is not just about weight and something that like a lot of people might suffer with is your skin so like acne and birthmarks and that's something i definitely suffered with was my skin because i think the lifestyle of uni the drinking it comes out in your skin maybe not for everyone because some people are just naturally blessed with amazing skin, but I am definitely not one of those people. And it's something that I've always been insecure about. But I feel like if you do look after yourself better and try and keep things consistent, like your skincare routine and your self-care and your pamper nights, when you're at uni, try and make an effort to do those things that you do do at home that make you feel good about yourself, that do help your body image. Yeah, definitely. Also, I'm not sure if anyone listening has felt like that between their the age of 18 and 21 or 20 or any time over that sort of period your bodies have almost like changed again from when you went through like through puberty the first time I don't know if this is like scientifically a thing I'm not an expert I'll google it you talk yeah (laughs) I don't know if this is actually even factually true but I know that me and a few of my friends feel like between 18 and 21 our bodies have changed and it's coincided with moving away, going to uni. So I yeah. googled it. Do you want to hear the answer? Am I right? So no. So second puberty right. isn't a real <laughs> medical term, but right. it is a term used to describe how your body changes in your twenties, thirties, and forties right. because your hormones are changing. Yeah. So your hips are getting bigger, and like your boobs will change in size. And like when you get pregnant, your body's going to change. No, you don't just go through puberty once when you're like fourteen, fifteen, or however how I do. I can't even remember how old you're. But like you don't, it, it doesn't just happen once and then that's your body for the rest of your life. Your body is continually changing 
depending on a range of different things no so it's exactly. a real thing but it's also not a real thing so carry on <laughs> no and I yeah I think this sort of happens it's happened to me it's happened to you I think it's like it's happened mm-hmm. to like a few people like quite a few people I know and I feel like it coincides with the time when you almost don't need it to. You want to be that. I want to be that 18 year old who could fit into her white denim skirt that she wore on every night out again, you know? And if you're someone listening right now who has felt this and is the same and is sat there like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Like my clothes don't fit or, you know, it's not a bad thing. It is so, so normal. It's just you going from sort of late teens into your early sort of adulthood. You know, you're a, you're a woman, you're a man now. You've you've grown up a bit you've really you're really starting to develop into that adult body so if you look back and you are you do look different and things have changed since you were 18 then this is so normal and if you then start yeah. to, but if you're feeling down about that if you start vocalizing it and being like hey like have you started to have you noticed this it is probably you're probably going to find that most people you speak to are going to be like oh my gosh yeah yeah you think, think that you're fully developed yeah and you're fully grown and this is your body is your body but it's you soon not. realize you're not <laughs> yeah but it's just normal and I just wanted to like quickly address this because I just feel like I wanted everybody to recognize that this is a thing and that yeah well kind of a thing as you get older obviously your body changes through each like stage of your life yeah and we just want everyone to be aware that like as you do go through uni and you are in your 20s your body will be changing but don't be disheartened by that there are a few things that I have found have helped me and Kez has found that have helped her with our body image like growing up and getting older and getting older (laughs) growing up yeah well yeah getting older that is true um so I think just growing up and being in your 20s with social media is something that no no one's experienced before your parents can't really help you because the chances are depending on how old they are they didn't grow up with social media in their 20s and I think it has such an effect on our body image and such an effect on how we view ourselves it's just so important to know that what you're looking at on social media as we've said before yeah for a start the girls on tiktok that girl with the perfect body and all these girls on instagram have personal trainers it's their job they've got specially planned diets makeup artists they've got fashion designers and they've got photoshop yeah and what you see is not real and you just have to remember that no 100 percent. and also like it's gonna sound so cringe but you're you oh it just it pains me it makes me so sad to look back at pictures of when I was younger and think about how I felt back then yeah there's always something that you're gonna want to change as sad as that sounds I look back on photos like you said when and you think oh my god I was so glowing then but at the time I hated this one spot on my face but I probably edited it out the photo anyway so now when I look back at my photos and think oh I look so nice there yeah you're not even you're not even being real to your future self it's just so important not to compare yourself to social media and I bet you've heard this all the time yeah I bet you've heard like yeah I bet you've been told oh they're not real though they're not real so I think one piece of advice that I've always found helped and I find myself saying it to the girls in the house all the time (laughs) who I still think need to listen to this piece of advice is like if you wouldn't say it to your friend don't say it to yourself like having a nice kind inner voice is so important if you're looking in the mirror like you're so fat I hate this bit of skin you've got such a big spot that has if you'd ever go up to a friend and be like you look 
like freaking shit today you've got a <laughs> massive spot and that outfit it doesn't do bits you would no. never say that so don't say it to yourself because it does resonate in your own mind you might not think it does but it has such a big effect on yourself no exactly definitely this also kind of like Kez making that point about her saying it in our uni house like spend time with the people who lift you up and make you yeah. feel good right 100 percent. because it's just the key to being happy um I also think another thing which is great for your mental health ov- overall but also for like making you feel better about yourself is getting those endorphins going in your body yeah. in your head like if you can just keep moving like get yourself moving get yourself up this could be anything from going to the gym going for a walk doing yoga going on a run going on youtube and looking at some dance hit workout and just sort of oh do you know what would be good for this in a girl's uni house well a wee you know like just dance on the wee just like get on or a boy like boys could love just dance too yeah why did i say any anyone can use a wee they're not (laughs) (laughs) we are not just the girls Sorry, anyone, anyone can in- use wheeze there everyone. <laughs> not discriminating on this They're podcast not no we're not <laughs> not on this podcast no no um but yeah so i think just get yourself up and about gyms are so cheap at uni if you go to a uni in a city they're literally well so cheap they're like yeah no if you go to like bristol the gym's expensive in bristol yeah just well just because you yeah what just because you go to uni there doesn't mean they're cheap like if you go to the gym no, in but london like, like pure gyms and stuff are like 19.99 no no they get more expensive depending on where you go really yes then it's oh not my... like it's not generic okay well i've just lied <laughs> to you all so but sometimes universities sometimes you can get gyms discounts yeah, yeah universities so our uni gyms, had a gym definitely mm. but you can also get student discount from gyms and you can get things like that so it's easier to access a gym <laughs> If you do want to yeah. go to the gym, if you don't want to go to the gym, go on YouTube, type in like ABBA dance hit 30 minutes and just jump around and dance yeah. for 30 minutes. Yeah, do a Chloe Ting workout. Who remembers them? She ring them back from lockdown. Chloe Ting. Did I, you... I never jumped on the bound wagon. Did I you not? Like, I was a Megan Grubb girl. Are you? You still? I, was. I still are, uh, yeah. When I do um, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I get out of bed. <laughs> no, I, I am. I'm not lazy, but you know what I mean? Like when I when I want to do that kind of thing, Megan Grubb's where I normally gravitate to. But Chloe oh, takes she gives me lockdown vibes. She gives me Tiger King vibes, you know? Tiger, yeah. They're, they're like same, same, different fonts, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> it's so easy to get into a rut at uni. Yeah, down days are so common at university. And yeah. we sort of we sort of kind of touched on this in the first episode about kind of like when the excitement dies down. Like Yeah, it's not all fun and games all the time, like we said. Yeah. And you can overthink, get in your own head, make up these fake scenarios that aren't even happening. There these are some of the lows. These are some of the lows you can experience. Yeah, and it's so easy to spiral when you're at uni when you're in your little box room. Yeah. And it's just feeling so lonely. Important. So as a summary, as a bit of summary advice from us, don't be scared to go home. Phone home, FaceTime home, FaceTime your <laughs> like friend. E. Yeah, e. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> FaceTime your friends, you know, like ring your mom, ring your dad, ring your grandma, like ring people that you love. Go home. Yeah. If you if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they're at a different unit, go visit them. Go and just do if you're mm-hmm. feeling low, just just go like just go like yeah like don't no feel guilty you. 
don't feel guilty no. that you're going to miss out just go no. home do what's right for you do what you feel like you want to do and if you want to go home you're having a down day go home get yeah. yourself out of the rut recuperate and come yeah. back they're feeling fresh 100%. feeling all looked after you've had your meals made for you you've had a nice bath and yeah whatever you do so that brings us on to treating yourself looking after yourself always have something fun planned yeah if you've got a boyfriend I mean we're going to go into this in like in detail in another episode but we've always said have the next time you see someone planned so have something fun yeah. planned even if it's going to the cinema with your friends yeah even if it's like using who you live with so as a house doing a movie night a pamper evening cheese and wine night these yeah. are some of our favorites if you want to go to the pub and play a game of pool or go yeah, and watch the football that. at the pub like yeah one thing I, we can recommend so much is doing like wholesome things with Definitely. your house and with your flat do make you feel a lot better so and use it, yeah. them to your advantage if use no one who else you live with if no one else is like suggesting anything you suggest it just don't be scared to go home reach out to the friends that you know you can trust at that point and Definitely. always have something fun planned don't forget to look after yourself and treat, treat yourself. yourself love yourself as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Okay, first topic that we want to focus on is mild anxiety at university because it's a new place and with so many new people, the feeling of anxiety is probably quite common. The NHS defines anxiety as a feeling of unease, such as worry and fear that can be mild or severe. So we're focusing more on the mild side of anxiety at uni and how we dealt with anxieties that we've had and advice that we would give. If you're seriously struggling, like we've already said, there are services in the NHS and unis that you can contact. Yeah. And mild anxiety at university can be triggered by many things. I think one of the main things is being out of your comfort zone from being at home. You don't have your friends from home. You're on your own. Loneliness leads to anxiety, obviously, because you have more time on your own. So more yeah. time to more time to overthink, more time for those little niggly, Literally. annoying thoughts to creep in. So that's a big one, I think. Yeah, you can spiral. And yeah. I think being in just a new city in itself can cause a lot of feelings of anxiety for people like I know that when I went out yeah and you go out in a new city and you're not surrounded by this safety net of people that you know your family are close you know where the nearest taxi rank is and you don't know things like that and I think just being alone in a new city like that is already instantly such a big anxiety that people can have yeah definitely it's scary it's like it's almost like what we said last week you have all the freedom in the world but you feel completely trapped. Exactly. And it's like when you first move in, you don't trust anyone because obviously trust takes time to build. Yeah. But you are going on nights out with these people and you're putting yourself in vulnerable positions when you've had a lot to drink and you're in a place where you don't know. And then you're with people that you don't necessarily trust yet. No. Which is obviously really scary. Yeah. And and I think you realise until you get to university how much you appreciate your home and like yeah home comfort home comforts and having like your parents and your siblings and your grandparents and just like your friends and everyone being so close and and having that sort of comfort blanket and when you go to university that's just completely gone I think that's probably why a lot of people start struggling with anxiety when they move to university because you're completely chucked in the middle of it so I know for like us we didn't necessarily feel as anxious at home and then as soon as you're in in uni you don't think it's going to be a problem that you have to deal with because you've never dealt with it before so you haven't learned these coping strategies you don't know what works for you to overcome these anxieties because you've never really for for many people felt like that before yeah no exactly like I loved being at home I loved sick form I thought they were the best two years ever I had a great friendship group and I'd never felt anything like this so I chose to go to a university that was quite far away from home, which now I'm so glad I've done. But at the time it was really tough. And I thought, I thought, I actually thought I was almost like so strong. Nothing could ever hurt me. So I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm literally going to be fine. I didn't, I only, I didn't even think about it. I I I literally didn't think about it. It didn't even cross my mind. Like it didn't even cross my mind. And then I got there and it, I think it almost made me feel like what I was feeling was like 10 times worse than it probably actually was as well because I've never ever felt anything like it before and then all of a sudden I'd felt like it so I think it's just a massive like culture shock yeah it's a learning curve it's definitely a learning curve but you grow so much when you learn it and anxiety isn't always a bad thing it's as no 
I know we've said this a lot, but natural as humans, it's it's like survival. So it's yeah. just your body thinking you're in a dangerous situation and you just have to reprogram it to say, look, I'm not, I'm safe, yeah. I'm fine. And I'm not yeah. saying that anxiety is just as easy as telling yourself that you're fine. <laughs> and we're talking more about like the mild symptoms of anxiety, just the little feeling of nervousness you get before when your parents leave. No, exactly. And can't, like, obviously some people choose to and that's okay, but like, you're never gonna like, you're never going to be able to do things unless you jump out of that comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. You know, so as much as it's not very nice and you do feel anxiety and you do feel things like that, like I I did when I got to university, but now I'm so glad I went and I'm so glad I did that because yeah. it's taught me so much more than what would have happened if I'd stayed at home. And mm-hmm. for some people, staying at home is the right thing to do. And and I'm I'm coming back home, so it's it's perfectly okay if you choose to stay at home. But I do think don't be put off moving away from what we're saying because no, it's no, okay. it's and the best thing that we would we would both agree. I think it's the best thing we've ever done. But the at best times thing, it yeah. feels like the worst thing. You've yeah, ever definitely. Done. When you're sat alone, you just think because a lot of our friends at uni had lived in the uni we go to and went to the uni we go to so they just would walk and see their parents yeah and get picked up and have their dog and I was just like I would kill for that right now no but exactly actually, I think we've really benefited from it and it's not yeah. a bad thing and we, no one should feel discouraged no and we do way. have this is the whole point of this episode as well and the whole point of us even starting out this podcast we do yeah. have ways that we helped reduce this anxiety and we want to Mm -hmm. tell you them help you guys yeah yeah so I think I think the one of the best ways to reduce like mild anxiety at university is to like gravitate towards the friends that you have yeah the friends that you can trust I feel like if you know that they're going to understand what you're saying and you feel comfortable enough to speak out and talk to them because then that allows you to control certain things that are making you feel anxious so like as an example of like something that happened to me I started feeling really anxious about going to lectures because yeah. I was sick I wasn't I wasn't very well in a lecture and I was sat right at the back in the middle of the row and I had to get up in front of everyone and everyone was like oh she looks poorly like I was so I was pale and I was shaking she did and she did look extremely yeah, unwell someone turned around to me from like the second row in who I'd never spoke to before and was like oh you look pale babes I was like yeah yeah thank you very much <laughs> I don't feel very well so after that I like got such bad anxiety and every time I went to a lecture I felt sick again yeah. so I had to leave how many lectures did I literally I'd walk in I'd be fine I'd li- I'd be so fine we'd be happy yeah on the way there I'd, yeah I'd walk into the lecture I'd be like I can't do it I can't sit no. here no and I'd leave so I when I came when I told Ellie how I was feeling she was like that's fine next time we'll just sit at, at the back by a door because they yeah. have doors at the back and the front in ours I don't know if all universe not, not all lecturers have that so we would sit at the back by the door so if I yeah. did feel like I needed to leave or wanted to leave I could just leave and that yeah, took exactly. away and no one would have noticed you going yeah exactly which took away so much anxiety and then actually allowed me to sit through the lectures so reaching out to Ellie in that instance is so helpful and I just want you guys to know that reaching out to friends about little anxieties you have they can help friends and if they're a good friend though they want to help yeah exactly and obviously if you have struggled to make friends or you feel like you haven't made that connection with people at university yet when you are feeling low then you know use facetime use any like messaging sites just get in touch with the people that you love and that you know yeah you because it's just the best thing but also if you have um, some flatmates who you might not feel like are your bestest friends you might be feeling a bit sort of meh about them T- tell them 
tell them because I bet it will one one they'll help you and they'll make you feel better and two it could help you grow closer yeah definitely like when you open up to people it makes them feel closer to you so actually it's probably it's a good way like you said to get closer to your flatmates yeah and I think you just have to remember that like you're not failing if you go home if it's the first weekend in freshers and you want to go home go home for a weekend don't force yourself to stay somewhere where you're not happy in an unhappy situation you can go home yeah definitely I think another big one I might sound like a bit of a fun sponge when I say this one (laughs) oh god but but honestly go out live the life right have the best time you're at uni you do whatever you want go crazy go out every student night go out however just watch that alcohol intake because it can cause a lot and quite severe sort of mild anxiety because of like but we've all heard of the beer fear yeah it can definitely if you have pre-existing sort of anxiety and worries and tend to be an anxious person definitely like have like being hungover really amplifies the feelings of being anxious like anxiety definitely is a real thing and it is awful and obviously I I know it sounds stupid but like if you know a drink makes that worse the next day or if you know like shots for example make you feel worse the next day then just stick to what you know you like also what yeah. I find help sometimes is like before you get into bed after you've come up from a night out just drink as much water as possible because it really helps you feel better the next day the next yeah. day when you are hungover and you do feel anxious get outside don't coop up into your bedroom get outside things like that I don't like know about that sometimes I think I can't leave my bed the next day so <laughs> I don't know there's just just watch out for how much alcohol you are actually intaking because it can it can make you feel worse if you are dealing with anxiety because it's a depressant for a start alcohol isn't meant to make you feel good it's meant to make you feel all right when you're dancing around but then it makes you feel bad while it tries to leave your body so I might sound like a very fun sponge here but you do you do I do I sound very boring (laughs) but just keep just keep an eye on it make sure you're not overdoing it put yourself first if you don't want to go out again yeah if you don't want to people don't think you're weird if you don't go out like it's completely up to you how many nights you want to go out a week or how often how much you want to drink go if you if you're someone who likes to go out but doesn't like to drink a lot don't drink a lot you haven't got to come back yeah slaughtered just come back really keep know your limits yeah know your limits completely because it's such an easy thing to be able to control that can make you feel better yeah another thing that I found helps and it sounds really stupid and you see it on little Instagram help pages and you think oh yeah if only it was that easy but fresh air and I'm not talking I'm not saying get up go outside like the trees will take away all your anxiety but just (laughs) Even opening a window and just allowing yourself to be in fresh air, cold, fresh air is so, uh, it is underrated. So like when I was feeling like anxious in the lectures, if I just would go outside for five minutes, I would feel, I'd feel better again. And that might not work for everyone, but I think it's really essential. Like if you're feeling, if you've got the anxiety and you're all wrapped up in bed and you, but you don't want to leave your bed, you don't have to leave your bed, but just open your window, get some fresh yeah. air in. Yeah. It does make you feel better. It really does. No, I think, yeah, it, even like lying in bed and just getting that breeze in to your room, just, it's just great. Yeah. Just have some fresh air. And it yeah. sounds stupid, but we're talking about mild, again, I'd like to reiterate that we're talking about mild, mild anxiety. Yeah. I'm not saying that fresh air is a cure for serious anxiety like I'm just saying it helps if you're feeling anxious in a certain situation guys sort of like 
things that helped us when we were having wobbles like not yeah when we were having like extreme sort of yeah. so and um, we're not talking about panic attacks i'm not saying no. fresh air will cure your panic attack but no. it does help in the before maybe it gets to the point of having a panic attack we just want to teach you guys some of our coping mechanisms that we learned and that we found really did help yeah definitely so another one that I did see I heard well I didn't see it I heard it on a podcast the other day and I think when you say it it again it sounds really stupid but be where your feet are so be present in the moment so I think a lot of anxiety comes from worrying about maybe the future things that haven't happened that could happen yeah or things that have happened that you can't control anymore so be where your feet are if or or made up scenarios yeah that's what I'm saying in like in the future or in the never ever like or in or in a like these things will never happen but for some reason your silly little brain makes them up and I just think no is the sort of saying that people say like if you're worrying about things that are going to happen in the future you're worrying about them twice because it might not happen especially if you're making it up in your own brain yeah and it's hard to rationalize it like that in the moment but if you just think about your feet like literally think about your toes think about what nail polish you've got on them or think about what socks you're wearing that day like literally think about your feet and think where they are at that Mm -hmm. precise moment yeah and almost sometimes I feel like that just distraction it really helps when you feel like your brain is about to spiral and it's going 100 miles an hour just bringing yourself back to the present moment by using being where your feet are really really helps and it helps you also live in the moment more at uni yeah, a hundred percent. Think, just try all these things out. And yeah, then, and we keep saying they sound silly, but they a lot of them or all of them work. Yeah. So just, but not all of them might work for you. For you, just because yeah. they've worked for me or Ellie doesn't mean they'll work for work you. For but you. that we're just giving you. We've things just compiled to try. a list of things yeah. that we found helped and. If yeah. you feel like your mind is starting to spiral and go really 100 miles an hour, like I just said, just try these things out. Yeah, just see if they help. See what works for you and see what doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, you might think it's also silly, but actually, if you look around you and name three things that you see, then try and name three sounds that you hear. And then finally, move three parts of your body, like your ankle, your fingers, your arm. Whenever you do for your brain going really, really quickly, this mental little trick can help kind of center your mind, bring you back to the present moment, like we said, by keeping it's sort of very similar to journaling in the morning which has become a sort of worldwide phenomenon at the moment and sort of listing down three things that you're grateful for three things that make you happy three things that you're looking forward to and don't get me wrong I have found journaling hard I found it hard to fit into my life I found it hard to stick with I just feel like oh I don't have time I'm gonna go do this do this do this so I know I know that it's very easy to be like just start journaling start meditating start doing all this stuff but actually in real life it's it's, you know people don't do it like I say that I'm gonna yeah. do it and I don't do it but it's very similar to that kind of thing it sort of just keeps your keeps positive things in your head keeps you very centered keeps you ground keeps you in the present moment and the naming three things around you at that time just takes your mind off whatever you were thinking whatever it was spiraling to and brings you right back into just being in reality to summarize we think speaking to your friends use the use the people around you yeah to help get some fresh air 
Yeah. Try and reduce your alcohol intake. Yeah. Like, we're not saying don't drink, just know your limits, reduce it. And then yeah. the three, three, three rule. So yeah, three, three things three, you see, three. here <laughs> and your body. Yeah. And then remember your feet, be where your feet are. Yeah. Try and journal if you can fit it into your day. I mean, we've struggled. We tried. It's not, we didn't get on with it, but a lot of people like it. So try yeah. it out, see if it works. Yeah. But or even again, if not journaling, just like when you wake up, just think about the things no, yeah you don't have to write them down just no. think about them so yeah we hope you try a few of these if you are feeling sort of mild anxiety at university yeah um, we hope these things work for you do let us know as well like message on instagram or something if you have any other ideas or if you do try them and they do work for you it would be really yeah, nice we'd love to, to hear yeah we would but just to say it one more time, yeah. these are just things to tackle mild anxiety in the moment. And if you're struggling with severe or debilitating anxiety, seek professional help from your GP. Yeah. Okay, in kind of like all seriousness, if you're feeling persistently sad for weeks or months rather than just a few days you've kind of realized that you're not in a bit of a rut you've tried a lot of things you've tried the things that we've suggested you've tried like things you found online then these thoughts and feelings that you're experiencing and these thoughts and feelings of anxiety and body image can all lead to something uh, worse and deeper and this can lead to depression and if you do feel like that and you feel like there's not much else that you can do by yourself, then there are plenty of places you can go for help. So instead of funny stories today, we've decided to end with different resources that we have found that you guys can use. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't really know about the university mental health services, which, Mm -hmm. you know, they probably should and the university should probably make it more clear. Yeah, a lot of universities don't. But this is why we're here to try and help you. Yeah, make the most of what's out there. Yeah, because... uh, most if not all universities work with health professionals to try and create you services that are great and will really really help you um such as things like practical support well-being chats with a well-being advisor self-help resources free counseling sessions um where you can speak to the health professionals you can speak to the experts and really get the help and advice that you need and deserve Yeah, they also tend to have like shorter waiting lists, obviously, because it's not a national health system. It is university like specific. So you would probably get help quicker if you went through university, if that's an option for you. Yeah, definitely. And also another really important thing that universities offer is a place to go if you are worried about somebody else. So if you're living with someone in halls or if you're living in a house with somebody and you're noticing different sort of unusual signs or like signs that they could be depressed or signs that they're mentally um not very well then there's places where your universities where you can go where you can go and speak to them about someone else as well yeah which is so also... important like it's sorry it's so important if you are living with somebody and you feel like something is wrong with them then please 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 reach out to someone at your university if you know their friends closer if you know something or if you are you know reach out to somebody because could save somebody's life yeah you you literally could save somebody's life yeah and there's also things that are out of uni for students as well so there's global student assistant program there's also online self-help websites such as students against depression and there's also student minds which is a uk student mental health charity 
And yeah. obviously externally, if you're not a student, there's also many options. So GPs, where you go to your doctors, they can offer you cognitive behavioral therapy, which is like talking counseling or yeah. maybe some antidepressants. But they're obviously your doctor will sort of discuss what is appropriate for you. But yeah. don't be scared to go to them. And if you do feel like you're struggling, talking to your doctors and getting yourself put on the waiting list, because unfortunately the waiting list is so long. Mm-hmm. that if you do feel like you can feel yourself maybe getting to a rut putting yourself on the waiting list is good to see if they will refer you yeah <laughs> definitely also yeah. like there's student minds for students there is just the charity mind for everybody so for yeah people that aren't students so if go onto their website ring them up email them that they're, they're great like they are the yeah. UK's leading number one charity for mental health um they can help you and they can offer basically all these things that we've listed that universities can offer mind can offer so really really use that as well yeah use it to your advantage also I know this is a luxury not everyone has this but many private healthcare providers do offer free counseling and mental health services when you pay for the healthcare obviously then that is one way to avoid the long list at the GP and the long waiting lines if you do feel like you need urgent help obviously A&E is there and 111 you can use if you feel like you need help at that exact moment and you're really struggling yeah 100% definitely so all of these things will be linked below so if that you do want to use any of them you can come back to this episode you can look at the links even click on the links and save them as a bookmark and just so they're there okay guys that is the end of the episode thank you so much for listening yeah we really hope that this episode has sort of highlighted some key things that we think are really important at the moment and we think that will help you and some advice that you we think will help you yeah um, because that was the aim of this episode obviously it's not the most light-hearted chat it's um sometimes not very nice to listen to but I but think it does have to be spoken about yeah it encourages conversation if we speak about it and I think yes yeah. that's, that's key so we really hope that it ha- you have enjoyed it and it has helped you yeah if you feel like there's anything we've missed feel free to message us yeah we'll incorporate it into another episode we really want to cover everything and make sure you're as prepared and feel as good as you can be about yeah. your 20s and about uni yeah we really want to hear from you we really want to hear sort of your feedback and even in general like if there's anything you want us to touch on if there's anything you want us to talk about just send us a dm on instagram or contact us via any of our social media and we can do a podcast episode all about that as well so yeah yeah the whole point in this podcast is like literally just to try and help someone if we literally help one person yeah we'll be happy we really want to incorporate you guys into this podcast so please be interactive and follow us on all the socials as all podcasters say like comment subscribe (laughs) follow follow for more save the date for the podcast (laughs) oh god i know love you guys thank you love you see you next week for another episode hello no hello now you spoke over the this meeting's being recorded oh did i Oh, I didn't on mine. We'll start. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Hello, guys. Hello. Welcome back. If you're still here listening to us. This one is a bit different. Yep. Because we're on Zoom. 
I think we should start this again. Yeah. Our energy is there. I was going to say what you, were gonna say. Say what you I said. I thought you were going to go deep. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant like you were like, together. Yeah, this one is a bit different. <laughs> right. Okay. Just Hold stop on. the recording. Yeah. yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.